Hello, constant listeners. I hope every one of you is having a really great day. It is your host, Brian, and you are listening to The Flashcast on the podcast from Earth 2, where we review episodes of The Flash on the CW and talk all things Flash. Hit it! Welcome to the Flashcast and the podcast from Earth 2. I hope you guys enjoyed the flat fastest tune alive. Um, I know I did. I mean, I thought I picked it out for this podcast. So just going to do a little bit of house cleaning here like I always do. Now, I have to say that Phoenix Fan Fusion was a really awesome event. I set out what I said I was going to do. I got Amy Jo Johnson, the Pink Rangers autograph, and Darth Maul's autograph as well. Gray Park. Amy Jo Johnson was really sweet. I mean, I had a crush on her since I was in elementary school <laughs> watching the Power Rangers. And to see her in person, I was nervous. But you know what? Again, I pulled through. As I probably mentioned in my last podcast, it was really, you know, it was just a really amazing experience. But a much more amazing experience was actually meeting Ray Park, who played Darth Maul in Star Wars The Phantom Menace and Solo, A Star Wars Story. Really cool guy. I mean, he... He had a lot of words of wisdom to tell me, and it really, it, it really, you know, it really moved me. And, you know, it was just a really cool experience. Just, you know, not only getting his autograph, but just talking to him. Like, you know, what I mean, he took the time to like, he takes the time to talk to all of his fans, and I think that's a that was really cool of him to do that. And you know, what I mean, it's just really, really awesome. Just a really awesome dude. I mean, just talking to him, and you know, full of wisdom. I hope to meet him one someday in the future. And who knows? I mean, he he'd be really a, he'd be a really cool you know addition to the Flash in my opinion. I mean, I don't know who he would play though. I mean, but I I, I would bet you he'll probably you know whatever role he would be in, he'll probably be a badass. Whether it's a descendant of Barry or I don't know, but Ray Park, I mean that dude can make anything look really cool. I mean, this guy also played Snake Eyes in GI Joe, so that was you know I mean, and this the fact that he does so much martial arts is really cool. So, I mean. I, I would I would really love for him to be in like some capacity in the Arrowverse. I mean, like or whether it's in the Flash or even Arrow. I mean, he'd be he'd be pretty cool even on Legends tomorrow. I mean, they could use a guy like him. He's just really awesome. I mean, 
and full of wisdom too. And I got some goodies from the Comic-Con. I mean, I never leave a Comic-Con without any goodies. And I actually also got a Flash Funko Pop. So you should be able to see that soon. I'm probably going to post on my Twitter really soon. Um, I got a Funko Pop of the Grant Gustin Flash to actually pair up with my Jay Garrick Funko Pop. And I got a Funko Pop of Daryl Dixon. I'm from Walking Dead, Ken Masters. I mean, I got a whole bunch of stuff. You, you're going to see it per, sooner, soon enough. And I've also reached out to um, this comic store called Drawn to Comics, which I believe is based in Glendale, Arizona. But they also have a really awesome podcast, too. And hopefully, um, I told them to give us a list, give this podcast a listen. I mean, so a little shout out to Drawn to Comics in Glendale, Earth 16. You guys rock. And I also want to recommend you guys um, that if you haven't read it yet, I would highly recommend that you read Batman last night on earth It is a really awesome comic. And it's to me, it's like Scott Snyder went all out with this comic and I'm looking forward to the next two issues too, just where we kind of figure out what's going on in Batman's life in that whole series. I mean, it's under the DC black label. So, I mean, be warned it has, it has some, foul language in it but it nonetheless it's a really cool comic i mean it's a really cool batman story it's right now becoming one of my favorites next to grant morrison's return of bruce wayne so having said that we're going to do something a little different in this flash cast um we're going to actually review um the flash year one which i heard so far i've heard a lot of pretty good reviews about it i've even i've even done some reviews on my own on my blog post which is called the Boy Wonder Press. I mean, if you haven't seen it, look it up. I mean, I think it's uh, the Boy Wonder Press at um, WordPress.org. I mean, I'll give. I'll actually, you know, it, it's posted on my Twitter. I mean, just click on it and on my actually on my other Twitter, which is at the Boy Wonder Press. Just go to that Twitter, and you know, it'll take you. You'll see the link. It'll take you straight to the blog post. I do. I do some comic book reviews, uh, including Flash Year One, which I'm currently reviewing right now. But with this podcast, we're gonna fall, we're gonna um, delve more into the three faces of Barry Allen, and what I mean by that is just that in in throughout year one, at least in the first two issues, we do see different versions of Barry, and um, it starts off with the story actually starts off with a young Barry Allen, who appears very hopeful and very jovial, like any other little you know little boy his age, you know at the time, you know because he's he's probably like around eight or 10. And what's really amazing about this scene is just that if you look at the panel, it shows, it shows kind of a spectra of the flash and it's this red crimson sky with lightning. And to me, it seems like it's an omen that the speed force is just waiting to strike Barry with lightning, but it knows that it's not the right time. It's it's so in other words, it's like looking at him even as an as a pre-adolescent boy house with his mother, and he's just reading comic books, and his mother comes up and the power's out, and they just share a mother-son moment. And during this storm, you know, and she notices that there's a black guy on Barry, though, but Barry shrugs it off, saying that he the reason why he got the black eye, first of all, was that he stood up to a bully at school and he did it because the comics that, you know, the heroes from the comics that he would read would do the same exact thing. 
And if you've read the comic, you would notice that the comics do say the Flash on them, and it's the Jake. It's none other than the Jay Garrick Flash. So basically, in the Silver Age comics, I don't know if any of you know this. So, but for those of you who are diehard Flash Flash fans, would know that Barry Allen, the Silver Age, was inspired by Jay Garrick to become the Flash after he got super speed or was able to tap into the speed force. And what's really, this scene's also poignant too. And I say that because it's the, um, the scene takes place a day before Barry's mother actually gets killed by, we all know who kills Barry's mother, the reverse flash, which takes me straight to, which actually takes me um, straight to present day Barry Allen, which I call the other face of Barry. Now, this Barry Allen has not yet been struck by lightning. He is a CSI working for the Central City Police Department. However, he's jaded. He's not He's not as hopeful as he once was as a little kid because of his mother's death. I mean, can you blame him? I mean, after all, seeing your mom die before your eyes or your loved one die before your eyes, I mean, it makes you feel a certain kind of way. But Barry is just jaded, but he's just too focused, too, on his job. Like, to the point where he, he's trying to make up the time to find out who really killed his mother to exonerate his father. And he's too focused to even notice um, Iris West, who we all know is going to become his potential love interest. Even his friendship with August Hart, the future Godspeed. I mean, he is just in his own zone. And... Even then, we see that red lightning again. We see that red crimson, that crimson sky, just waiting at the opportune right moment to strike our hero, our future hero, I should say, with lightning and give him his speed force powers for him to tap into the speed force. And sure enough, well, before that, actually, even Jaded Barry, I like to call him, is walking, is on his way to the forensic, to the forensics lab after working on a crime scene and he sees a, I think he's in this one scene, he seems a fa- he sees a father and his family and they're running back into the home. And the father says something along the lines of even in the darkest of storms, there's always going to be hope, which I thought was really cool. I mean, and it just symbolizes the fact that it's what Barry, it's the one of the things that Barry used to believe in as a young, as a young pre-adolescent. And Barry even comments saying that, you know, I wish I had his, I wish I had his optimism. And I actually have the comic in my hand right now and I'm kind of reading it. And just to give you an exact quote, ah, here we are. So Barry actually bumps into the father in this scene and he apologizes, but the father says, don't worry, man, mistakes happen. And one of the, one of the dad's children notes that it's raining and he says okay we shouldn't be on out in the streets after dark anyway but you know what the sun will come out tomorrow and barry comments saying that and i quote i wish i shared that father's sense of optimism it's good that he can keep home keep hope alive for his family Nights like this remind me of my mom and me reading the comics in the attic, which I mentioned in the lot in the previous uh, where I mentioned the previous, um, you know, when I was talking about Young Barry. And that was the last time I remember being happy. 
After her murder, I worked to learn everything I could about forensic evidence. The court said my father killed my mother. The case was closed. The case was closed. There was no justice for her. So every night I worked to prove my father's innocence. But and then you know it go it goes off you know showing how it goes on showing how Barry just gets sidetracked with his day to day life. I mean, you see <laughs> Captain Singh. For those of you who remember Captain Singh from the Flash, he's actually in this comic too, just saying that, "Oh, I need that evidence process now, Barry." And then you got August Hart. I know what I said about tonight, but I need help with my brother's case because for those of you who don't know, for those of you who actually follow the comic, August Hart became Godspeed um, to vent to basically avenge his brother, who actually ended up. I think his brother ended up getting killed by a group of terrorists, and he blamed Barry for. You know, he basically blamed gave some some of the blame to Barry for. Not helping him with this, you know, not helping him resolve that issue. But moving forward, then comes that fateful scene where Barry Allen gets struck by lightning and is able and starts getting tapped into the speed force. And before before he actually learns of his powers, we do see that Barry is critically injured. He is taken to the hospital. Um, August Hart actually finds him um, struck by lightning and has him taken to a hospital. And he's just basically, they're basically trying to nurse him back to health. And sure enough, Barry recovers quickly. And, you know, like if, if, if you know about speedsters, they're able to heal fast. They can heal like anything. And the, the hospital personnel, the doctors are just, and the nurses are just amazed at this man's recovery. Like, how's he do it? And then when Barry wakes up, we find out that it's about, it's been months since he was in a coma after getting struck by lightning. And he instantly discovers after dropping a couple, I think dropping his lunch or what it would have been his lunch in the hospital, he has super speed because he's able to pick up everything. And he actually goes on a run and he ends up somehow back at the <laughs> Central City Police Department, has a change of clothes. And from there, he just learns about his powers. He write, he writes in a journal of, about his progress. He basically just goes on documenting. And he here's a hilarious here's a here's one hilarious scene that I thought was really funny. Um, throughout all this, he burns through a pair of shoes like instantly, until he actually ends up getting like these boots that that prevent you know that actually help him with his friction and they're actually boots from wayne tech made by none other than bruce wayne's company wayne enterprises or wayne tech whatever you want to call it and the boots were originally given to the fire department but somehow barry got a hold of them and he uses them for his proto flash costume and when he runs they're working pretty well crazy enough he ends up in the future and this is where we go into future barry who obviously is the Flash. So he bumps into his future self, and he is in a future where Central City is ruled by a villain called the Turtle. Now, for those of you who remember from the last couple of seasons, the Turtle is this villain who basically he he he's a he's he's one of the Flash's rogues, and in the comics, he actually absorbs speed. 
and this one he does too as well. He makes everything slow and just sucks the speed out of everyone. And Future Barry, we discovered that we discovered failed to actually defeat the turtle because he didn't take him seriously. And Future Barry is to me, he's more like a he's more like he's more like his young self. He's more like young Barry Allen. He's more hopeful. And when Barry becomes a Flash, he does become more hopeful. You even notice this with the Grant Gustin version of the Flash. He's more hopeful. He's more optimistic. He tries to see the best in people. And this future Barry is exactly like that. I mean, at first, initially, I thought he was kind of jaded. But it turns out that he's actually more hopeful, more optimistic, optimistic, despite the fact that Central City is being run by a villain that he didn't take so seriously. And I like this quote that Barry, the future Barry gives the present Barry. And he says, oh, I'm you, Barry. Well, maybe a few years closer to the finish line. I mean, really, really um, interesting metaphor. And you can probably tell that he's obviously, you know, old man Barry, like old man Logan from Wolverine. Or, you know, Dark Knight Bruce from The Dark Knight Rises, you know, or Bruce Wayne from The Dark Knight, um, not Dark Knight Rises, but The Dark Knight Returns. So we kind of get a feel of that, too. And he obviously is the Flash. I mean, after all, he introduces himself as the Flash. And, you know, like I say, he's more hopeful. He tells Barry that, you know, he just, like, really scolds his present-day self for being a pessimist. And he tells Barry about his future, but he does not really reveal who killed his, you know, who killed their mother or who killed Nora Allen, because we all know who did. And you know he's wise not to do that because Future Barry knows that, you know, he if there's anything that a speedster does know is that if you tamper with the timeline, you know, what I mean, things go go out of whack. But he does tell Barry that you know he's gonna have a really awesome life as a superhero. He's gonna he even alludes to his association association with the Justice League, and you know he warns Barry to take Turtle more seriously. And you know it's it's interesting too because they actually run into several Turtles men and they fight them off. And even though being a neophyte speedster, um, present day present day Barry actually catches on with his new abilities. And even Future Barry teaches him how to like how to skid after he runs because Future Present Barry just basically trips when he runs. Interesting enough, and I mean not interesting enough though, but I mean which is typical because he's a new speedster. He's still new. The powers are still new to him at this point. So Future Barry just gives him several tips on like how to hit the brakes on his speed by skidding, and. So they basically, Future Barry tells Barry that he needs to take him home, and they build like a cosmic treadmill. And he tells Barry, he advises Barry to run. And he also gives him advice on Iris. And he says, you know, whenever you, you see Iris, tell her that you say, just say yes to her. So President Barry runs back, back into his own timeline, but he doesn't want to use his powers anymore after all he saw. And he gets really nervous despite, you know, suppressing them. But when he thinks of Iris, amazingly enough, he stops being nervous and he stops vibrating because when he's nervous, he vibrates. But when he thinks of Iris, he's at ease. But all that's kind of, you know, all that's kind of um, cut short when he's about to go on a date with Iris. And all of a sudden, 
turtle appears and Iris runs into danger and this gets Barry to jump quick and you know put on his proto flash costume which consists of a t-shirt and jeans and yellow boots a red t-shirt with a with a flash emblem and yellow boots and you know just protect her and take on the turtle and in the end he's like in the end, he's just like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing, though, but you know what? I need to stop this guy because I know what he's capable of doing. I've seen the future. And that ends it off for that um, whole series. And I discovered Barry from issues 70 through 71, just a character of Barry Allen in year one and how he develops and just the future Barry, too. With future Barry, he's seen as bearded. He He's like unmasked, but he's bearded. He has a very a version of the flash costume that is more advanced and you know what I mean with the yellow boots and everything. I mean Future Barry is actually my favorite character because I mean he's obviously he's obviously just old and wise, you know? And he's teaching Barry a thing or two about himself. And I think it's a sign of self love too, because with present Barry, he's just so focused, you know? I mean He's so focused that he doesn't really see the big picture. He doesn't really care too much about himself. Whereas Future Barry is telling is kind of a reminder that, you know, he's a lot to look forward to, and maybe he should do. He should be more mindful of the people around him, and you know, of himself too in his life. So that wraps it up for the Flashcast on the podcast from Earth Two. It was a short segment though, but I thought. I cover something for the Flashcast since obviously season five is over and we're waiting for season six, which doesn't premiere until I want to say October of this year. Um, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Brian's Comics underscore one and also at the Boy Wonder Press too, where I do reviews of these comics. And also don't forget to follow the podcast from her too at PFE two underscore PFE two underscore. And, you know, t- just tell us what you think um, about our podcast. Just feel free to leave a comment on my Twitter or the podcast from Earth 2 Twitter. And also on Instagram, too, as well. I mean, Instagram is the same. PFE2, PFE2 underscore on Instagram and Brian's Comics underscore one on Instagram. You'll see all my stuff there and all our stuff. And it's going to be a really exciting time for the podcast from Earth 2 because we're um, going to be doing covering a whole lot of... Um, stuff all things dc and of course with upcoming season two of krypton is going to be nice i cover that also and i'm also planning on covering pennyworth so be on the lookout for that and remember constant listeners um please stay ever so awesome this is brian from earth 16 signing out